on our standpoint, it's been a while since we recorded, so we might feel a little rough <laughs> on the edges. So we were talking about what we wanted to talk about, and since it's been the holidays, um, we wanted to share some of our few reflections, just because it's the end of the year and it's now the new year. So for me, um, I actually had to work for the first time on Christmas, and it got me thinking that... I guess Christmas is supposed to be a really happy time and I was working and I guess initially I was like kind of feeling <laughs> sad about myself but only because it was Christmas. If it was outside of Christmas I would have felt totally fine that I was working but I guess it's like this idea that Christmas Christmas is supposed to be about family and you're supposed to be happy and celebrating and when you're not you're supposed to kind of feel a little bad about yourself or bad that you're not feeling as happy as other people are. So yeah, that was just like a, a couple of things that I felt. I didn't, I actually really liked working on Christmas just because it was nice to like see people and the people, the patients that I was caring for was actually really sweet that day. But oh. yeah, I don't know how your Christmas was though, Christine. Well, we both worked Thanksgiving this year. So I didn't work Christmas Day because it's technically a Saturday and I was mm. working through my Christmas break because of circumstances <laughs> that are too too much to get into. But yes, I I did technically have to work through my break. So I haven't had like a proper vacation, mm. school student vacation that I'm entitled to <laughs> um, since the summer, I suppose. But yes, Dolly and I, I guess this started back when we both were realizing we were Thanksgiving and everyone's like going home for the holidays mm -hmm. and then we're both not going home mm -hmm. and I yeah I guess it is kind of sad but also not really because I think for me when it comes to work and medicine and whatever mm -hmm. I don't really it's just I get so busy that I don't really have mm -hmm. a chance to think very much mm -hmm. so although I was like upset or sad that I wasn't with family and stuff I guess I wasn't I didn't feel like I was missing out on much because I don't know maybe I'm at that age where I've had enough Thanksgivings mm. <laughs> and I love my family mm -hmm. I do um, and I'm sad that I couldn't hang out with them but it was just kind of like oh well there's always another Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and you know it's it's I mean I didn't love being there at the hospital <laughs> I didn't have I don't think I had an extra sweet patient because that's not it's not popping up in my memory <laughs> but yeah I think you know it is kind of realizing as young adults in this career young young budding professionals as well it's like we're past the age of like young professional I think I know, that's we're like not right young. after you graduate <laughs> right after you graduate college but I guess in the sense of like we're just entering the professional workforce because this mm -hmm. is like what we have been training to become mm -hmm. or we're still in training but I guess uh as we're both now actually working for the first time in our lives in the actual job we're trying to do <laughs> not just like working at Starbucks and stuff I think that's when it kind of hit me that this job requires so much sacrifice and mm. it's just not even it's not even like a spoken thing like I don't know about your hospital but nobody thanked us for working on the holidays it was just like a given and mm -hmm. I'm not saying like the patients or the people were being entitled I, it wasn't like that but it's not like this special thing where people are like extra thankful or something because mm -hmm. you're there on Thanksgiving it's just because mm -hmm. like they're sick and obviously you need to be there so you are mm -hmm. and it just kind of made me realize like yeah it's just kind of a, a lifestyle that we I guess 
unknowingly chose <laughs> a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's not very happy, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess um, it's always good to take a step back, at least for me, because I was realizing that it's unfortunately even more for people, for patients who have to be in the hospital on Christmas because they didn't choose to be there. Like for us, at least we kind of chose this profession so it's in a way like we unknowingly signed up but it's like okay it comes with part of this profession but I felt really sad for the patients even like patients who had to get admitted they probably couldn't even delay an extra day to come to the hospital because they were just feeling so weak um, and delivering bad news on like day so yeah I felt like okay I don't know I felt a sense of gratitude when I knew that you know, I'm like on the side of caring for them rather than like receiving that care because I'm so sick. Um, so yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it takes more energy and more like force. This doesn't come naturally, obviously, for for me sometimes. But I try to remind myself that. I agree. I think that it is it is a grateful profession to be in that we can we can do this for others and actually help them in some ways. And I think that really is a very special position to be in. And I think when we, we focus on the good instead of the bad that we're missing out on the festivities Mm -hmm. and things, I feel like it also does, you know, help that help the fact that we're working on holidays and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it also helps that, you know, it's not going to be like every single holiday. And Mm -hmm. and it's also nice that like knowing that others in the same field of work, have the same kind of I guess you know sacrifice we're making together Mm -hmm. so when you kind of have a mutual sacrifice Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like it brings people together in in a sense too because we're all kind of doing it together and it's not like you're literally the only person there so Mm -hmm. I think those aspects definitely help but it's kind of like a a sadder holiday (laughs) I suppose (laughs) One thing I did realize, because you were talking about how because we're in it together, or we're all kind of experiencing the same thing in residency, it's very different because you're in a team and you're always like eating with them, you're talking with them, you're spending 12 hours with people that even more than like maybe your spouse or your partner or your family. And so it made me think that when I'm in attending, it'll be like very far removed. I will not eat with them. I will not do anything with them. So in residency, it doesn't feel lonely. You know, you're suffering together or you're in it together. So I like that camaraderie, but it will be definitely weird to work on Christmas or something as an attending later on down the road because you don't really have that sense of community as much. Like you'll see them. But it's, you're kind of far removed because you're in a higher position of power and they're kind of feeling uncomfortable around you. <laughs> right. In, in yeah. academic medicine. Yeah, in academic medicine. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. Actually, in, in community medicine, you probably will just always be working by yourself, which is more sad. <laughs> no, I think you, you have like your colleagues that, you know, are also sure. hospitalists with you. So you are mm-hmm. all together in your little hospitalist room. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. depending on the hospital. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you you would, I mean, you're working on separate cases, I guess, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so maybe in that sense, it's lonely, like you don't have a team of residents, but mm-hmm. also, I guess it's nice because they don't, they're not slowing you down yeah. <laughs> in some sense. Well, it's like give and take because I guess it's going into academic versus community medicine, but yeah, that's, that, we don't have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. How about you? But, yeah. What, what kind of reflections have you had? Um, Me? I feel like I've thought about the lack of reflections I've had. <laughs> Mm. I feel like I haven't really been thinking that much um, 
as of late because I've been focused on my career so much. And Mm -hmm. as you may or may not know, mostly not know, (laughs) I will be applying for residencies basically in nine months. And that's when my applications are due. And I have nothing to say on my resume at the moment, it feels like. I, I feel like I'm very underqualified, which I'm sure a lot of us feel that way, but you know, it just is very daunting that in nine months I have to get my whole life together and write this CV and ultimate mm-hmm. resume of my life to apply for a job mm-hmm. and hopefully get the job. And if I don't get the job, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess I've been very tunnel visioned as of late, really just trying to get my life together, mm. which it's not together at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been it's been a you know a good time. I think I've been doing a lot of self-reflection of who I am Mm. because as you all may or may not know, again, um, (laughs) I feel like medicine is very, you get a lot of feedback. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we mentioned this in a previous episode, but Mm -hmm. you're constantly being evaluated by your superiors and, you know, just being asked to improve in this area or, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes they they tell you your weaknesses without telling you your strengths. And Mm -hmm. I feel like almost everyone has both. And Mm -hmm. when you only talk about the weaknesses, it gets you really stressed out in some sense. Uh, Maybe not stressed out, but it kind of eats away at your psyche a little bit because you're you're more self-conscious about certain things. And but yeah, sometimes it just really gets to you. And sometimes you have to brush it off because sometimes you just don't click with somebody and they might give you feedback that isn't actually constructive for your career. And maybe that's just their preference. And it's hard to filter out what preferences are versus what is actually something you need to change about yourself. And I don't really feel like there's that many fields where it's this personal because I know mm. like in companies you get evaluated every quarter or whatever by your spheres as well. But it's not because our our line of work is very much involved with people, right? You're always talking to the patients and the team and it's very people focused. And so Mm -hmm. it does matter a lot how you carry yourself. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes it can get, you know, it can get to you. And I feel like that's the third year woes a little bit, sort of that awakening inside of you, just realizing all your flaws (laughs) and reflecting on them because you're like, oh, shoot, I can't believe this is. You know, I mean, for example, maybe this is more juicy because people like examples and they, a personal example I'll share is that, you know, people know me as being intense. I think a lot of people get that vibe, especially when I work with them because I am very intense <laughs> and I can come off really strong. But I guess people don't know is that I'm actually really open to changing my opinion. But I think people don't know that because I have an opinion almost about everything. And so they Mm. assume like, oh, that's a set opinion. She's not going to change. But it's not that I'm not going to change. It's like I will change my opinion if you have a better opinion. (laughs) But I if you ask me what I think about something, I'll also have a response, you know, and you know, this is something that's gotten me in trouble throughout my life sometimes because, you know, sometimes people don't like that. And I understand, like, it's very intense. But on rotations and stuff, when I first go to work, I feel like I'm very neutered. I don't really show my full self because I know I can come mm. off really strong and intense. I'm trying to water it down. I'm trying to be, like, neutral, especially in the beginning because you don't want to, you know, scare people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm very much what I think is neutral. And then, you know, people will tell me, oh, like, you're really intense. And I just get caught off guard because I feel like I was being so neutered and not showing myself at all. Like, how do I just mm-hmm. reek of intensity? <laughs> like, what is it about me? <laughs> Even when you, like, assume... were very intentional about not showing your intensity. Exactly. And I'm like, wow, so is it just my eyes or is it the way I talk? Mm. Is it, what is it? You know, so that it kind of gets to you because you're thinking to yourself, like, oh my gosh, like, what am I maybe doing subconsciously that's coming across mm. this way that I don't mean mm-hmm. for it to come off this way? 
And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of third year reflections in that sense, but not really like my favorite sense of like philosophical, you know, Mm. (laughs) thoughts. I haven't had much lately. I've had a little bit, but not a lot. So, yeah, it's been kind of a, it's been kind of a month of a few months of just, you know, stress, I guess, maybe a little burnt out, but Mm -hmm. overall, Mm -hmm. like, I'm very grateful to be in this position even though it sucks, <laughs> school is like extremely hard. I think overall, I am happy to be here. It's just you know, it's a hard year, third year. Yeah, but it really is. It's really yeah. only a few more months before I can have a more enjoyable rotation where I don't have to think about mm. tens of thousands of things every mm. day, <laughs> and I can just actually learn medicine and just have fun. And that will come up soon. So yeah, I think I just got to hang in there for a little bit more and I'll be there soon. So Mm. I'm just taking it day by day. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you like being on the other side of done, finished med school and now in residency, because you're past the hurdle of whether I will get into residency or not, you honestly like get the feedback, but then you attach less meaning or like less significance to it in terms of like how you are as a person like you don't really think about oh this feedback goes back to my self-esteem of how I am because if you're in residency you're gonna you're gonna learn and you're gonna do better but you're in residency and I think that really shifts your mindset I don't know I feel like I'm personally a lot less angsty <laughs> now that I'm mm-hmm. in residency I feel like I've also grown in my confidence too because med school always kind of, like you said, they're constantly telling you what to change and what, how to get better. And residency is a little less of that. It's just kind of more gaining more knowledge and less about how you are as a person, I think. But yeah, it gets better. So hopefully you will, you know, once you pass the hurdle, you'll get to say like, ah, this is amazing. And when you're an attending, you can show all of your intensity in full strength and it won't even matter because you're the attending (laughs) so you can be as as intense as you want or as little intense as you want that made no sense but (laughs) you know what I mean Um, right at least it's temporary yeah 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 right I think one thing else um, that I've been thinking about was, so my friend recently shared a poem that she wrote about um, something that I said back in college, kind of to briefly summarize, called our friendship superficial. (laughs) And wow, how insensitive was I as a college student. But it made me think like how much I've grown in terms of that too. You don't realize that you become a little bit more thoughtful about how you like approach a situation. And so I was like, oh, I've come really far since college. Even though college, you're kind of supposed to be this well-formed at that point. Okay, you're past like your (laughs) formative years. You're like a full adult. But no, I still had like a lot of years to go in terms of like, how can I be a better person and a better friend and just a good human, human being that doesn't hurt people's feelings very, very easily. So yeah, that was just one thing the past month that I also was reminded of (laughs) that I used to be quite immature (laughs) in how I um, approach situations. I feel like even with you, it's our, our debates used to be a lot more heated, but now it's more like rational. Like, so what do you think? What do I think? Okay, maybe not like that, but a little bit more like that. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. I think maybe part of it is like in the growing up stage, we 
are supposed to be in that that in some sense right we Mm -hmm. are figuring it out because you know for some reason when you're in college you feel like you're so old I don't Mm -hmm. know why the heck we think Mm -hmm. that (laughs) because we're literal children (laughs) I think it's just this weird notion that oh 18 you're legally an adult and you can Mm -hmm. be emancipated I guess from your parents Mm -hmm. um and you have all this legal I guess like you can buy cigarettes now and stuff I don't know I don't know why we think we're so old but we really are not because Mm -hmm. especially now looking back on our you know we're in our late 20s now like oh looking back from (laughs) (laughs) looking back from this side of the 20s back down to the early 20s of like Mm -hmm. college and stuff you know I mean technically college you're 18 19 right when you Mm -hmm. start when you look back it's wow we really didn't know anything about anything (laughs) and it's this illusion that you do and you're supposed to know because oh you're in college now and you're you're, you said this well-formed person who's who's a college person a college Mm -hmm. student but really you're still forming your identity forming your your self-esteem self-worth like I feel like you're discovering all of these things just in a more Mm -hmm. rapid environment through Mm -hmm. college and through your peers and colleagues but re- reality is, is that nobody really has it figured out for sure, like ever in life, and especially not at 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we think we do. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I remember that too. I remember thinking, oh, I'm a college student now. <laughs> and and then now you look at college students, and you're like, oh my gosh, these they look like children. <laughs> yeah, they're like babies. Um, they really do. They look so young. And it, mm-hmm. it is because, you know, we have aged, I guess. But we're still mm-hmm. technically young too. And I'm sure when we look in our 30s, back to our early 20s will be or late 20s we'll think the same thing like oh we were still so young back then so I guess you know life is always a growing process and Mm -hmm. for some reason we really want to be formed right Mm -hmm. now at this moment Mm -hmm. but we Mm -hmm. never are so yeah yeah, I guess um part of it is just kind of accepting that Mm -hmm. you're gonna evolve hopefully for the better Mm. and just go along for the ride I guess <laughs> yeah it's crazy because I thought I, I would hit a point in my life where I would feel I have my life together or I'm um, like now you know like trying to figure things out but I feel like there's never a point maybe in which I will feel that secure I don't know I don't think we're we need to necessarily feel that way at a certain point in our age because right now even though I'm working and stuff like that I don't think I have my life together sometimes I use this phrase adulting and I'm I am an adult why am I saying I'm adulting <laughs> yeah it's weird to think that I would hit a point that I would be like oh now now my life is all set or now I can like do things knowing that my life is in a more secure position but yeah yeah, that it's reminds weird. me of that one day I was telling Dolly how I buy this $4 Stumptown cold brew at Whole Foods, <laughs> and it's honestly kind of a waste of money because it's so expensive, because uh-huh. I could just make coffee at home, but uh-huh. then it gives me so much happiness drinking <laughs> this delicious coffee from Portland, Oregon, and <laughs> being so far from home, mm-hmm. um, and I think, you know, and then we were talking about like hedonistic lifestyle, <laughs> and I mean, we weren't going that ham about it but we just we just brushed on this idea like yeah there's some people who would rather live more frugally and save and stuff and think about (laughs) (laughs) yes dolly mentioned this like she she said that about herself Mm -hmm. and then there's other people like you christine (laughs) who just spend all this money on useless things but that make me happy i guess Mm -hmm. and i think you know 
when I think about that, I see that in different people too around me. Like some people are more the frugal type. Some people are just like, stay la vie, live in the moment, seize the day, mm-hmm. carpe diem, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of an interesting notion how we're wired in certain ways because I think mm. part of it is upbringing, but part of it's not because I don't mm. think I was raised in this hedonistic <laughs> way. <laughs> like my parents definitely raised me more frugally. Like I remember, I think it was just like a born in me kind of thing. Cause like when I was growing up, I'd ask my mom for all these crazy things that we, we probably couldn't afford. And I, I definitely did not need. And my mom would always say no, of course. But then now, now that I'm quote unquote an adult, I guess <laughs> I have <laughs> my own expenses and whatever loans from the government to spend my money on. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm that financially responsible, to be honest. <laughs> um, and it's probably not a good thing, but it's just like something I realize is like, well, you know, what if we all die tomorrow and mm-hmm. I didn't get to have my coffee? Like that would have sucked. I was like waiting to be an attending to drink my coffee. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to happen forever. So (laughs) might as well just drink my coffee now, you know? But, you know, nonetheless, people all have different different takes on that issue because there's pros and cons to both of that. But Mm -hmm. I think I can definitely get a little bit of that energy and try to incorporate into my life because I think it is sometimes worth asking to yourself, okay, suppose that the world is going to end in a month how would you do your day-to-day stuff differently, right? Maybe I would, you know, treat myself to omakase or something for once, even though I've never had it because it's too expensive. Maybe I would do something like that. But it's, oh, but then, I yeah, I feel like habits are super ingrained. And I, I tell Christine sometimes this, like, even if one day, or eventually when I earn more more money as an, a doctor, I don't know how much more my lifestyle would change because, like, not much has changed. Okay, I, granted, residency salary is not a lot, but at least I'm making disposable income. Like, I have enough income to, like, splurge a little bit every now and then. And I know some co-interns who do that, too. But I just choose not to do that. because it's ingrained in me but I think over time though I think we mentioned this in maybe in the earlier uh, podcast I think I've grown a lot because even my baseline frugality has improved (laughs) like I will (laughs) I will I will go on vacation and spend you know enough money to actually feel good about that vacation I won't be thinking about all the costs that I spent on food and travel and you know expenses so in that way I have improved thanks to Christine I think I mentioned (laughs) but yes yes I do remember the first time we watched a Broadway musical in New York City (laughs) and I had to really talk Dolly into sitting closer up front (laughs) yeah because I think it was for Lion King and it was our not that was our first together right or was it Mm. Aladdin I don't remember I think it was Lion King yes that was our first one we watched ever together. I think maybe ever, first one ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And I heard on the reviews, like, you know, there's so many things and details that you don't want to miss. If you can sit up closer, it's worth it. And I mean, back then, we really had no money. <laughs> we were yeah, college students. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was all like saving up from our you know parents giving us a little bit of allowance and whatever scholarships we can get and, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. We really had basically zero disposable income and I remember mm. asking Dolly like come on can we please sit in the front like closer to the front I heard all these things and she was like no <laughs> I was so I, resistant to the idea 
Yes, because you were like, this is ridiculously priced. And I was like, come on, but when are we really going to come back? And honestly, we didn't go to that many musicals for the amount of times we went to New York Mm -hmm. City, Mm -hmm. which we both enjoy, by the way. It's not, you know, we dislike it. Um, But eventually she caved and then we did watch it and she thought it was so worth it because it was like, (laughs) it was really fun. Mm -hmm. But it was worth it. I I clearly remember the beginning of the musical when everyone was, or all of the animals were coming from different angles. And Mm -hmm. like in the middle of the scene, in the middle of the musical, when there's like the chasing scene where Simba is like Mm -hmm. being chased by all of the hyenas or something. That was incredible Mm -hmm. because you could see every little detail. Mm -hmm. So I I mean, if I still remember it now, then that means it must have been like really good. Whereas I feel when I watched (laughs) Phantom of the Opera, that was when I was in the backseat. And I don't think I remember as much of like what was so cool about it. I remember the the scenes and the Mm storyline, but the actual costume design or how they set it up, those kind of things kind of escaped me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now, I mean, we couldn't go because it, it got canceled because of COVID, but BTS concert, there was less resistance when, when Christina was, let's sit up closer so that we can watch BTS. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, a lot has <laughs> But we changed. still weren't that close. No. It was still kind of far. That's true. But uh, it was just closer. Like, closer, <laughs> closer. <laughs> then the initial seat that Dolly selected, I was like, mm. <laughs> really that was like at the very back very back uh yeah but I think we have um, evolved yeah I mean these reflections you know like people say oh why do you like to reflect or what's the point of reflections but I think a lot of reflection just helps me to remember just how you know happy those memories were and also what those memories mean for now and how much have we changed and it's always a good reminder I think for me because sometimes like day to day I feel nothing is changing about me but then you only realize it when you're reflecting with someone over many many years okay that I did change a little bit so that's why Mm -hmm. I think I like reflections yeah and I think that kind of goes into the point of when you ask oh what have you been thinking about lately and Mm -hmm. I haven't because I haven't really been talking to people lately (laughs) because (laughs) I was so absorbed in my studies which I normally don't do (laughs) to this intensity Mm -hmm. like shutting everyone out really just trying to buckle down and do my work I think it's been very, obviously isolating, for Mm -hmm. sure, duh. But I think also on the flip side, I haven't been able to really reflect and think about things until now. And so it's been nice to sit down and think a little bit more in depth Mm -hmm. on just the things that we've gone through, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny, another random reflection I had is everyone talks about 2021 being this awful year. And I don't think it was that awful compared to 2020. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, you know, for a select person or anything specific. I mean, as a general worldwide issue and whatever. Because if you think about it, like 2020 was really, truly god awful. Like everyone was dying. We didn't have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything. <laughs> People were mm-hmm. so burnt out from working and healthcare and all these things. And they still are in 2021, but we have a vaccine. We have Paxlovid, the new Pfizer Mm. drug coming out. Mm -hmm. We have all these new regimens now to better fight COVID, a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a protocol in place. Mm -hmm. So things have definitely improved. But for some reason, like online, a lot of things I've been seeing is like, oh, how awful 2021 has been, like as a collective Mm -hmm. sentiment. 
which I think is really interesting because I don't know where that's coming from specifically. And maybe it's just because I live in this healthcare whole world. <laughs> it's like I live under a rock, really, I feel like. <laughs> and I think maybe that's partially why people are saying that. I don't know. I really don't know what it is because outside of medicine, maybe it's gotten worse. But in terms of medicine, it's been a little better. Well, there's still awful things about, you know, just like shortages of workers mm. of course but mm. as a whole in terms of hope for humanity it seems mm. a little bit more on the bright side right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i think it's always hard to say one year is absolutely the worst i think every person's experience is like so different in terms of maybe like covid and whatnot um but yeah i i think it's so it feels so definitive when someone says this was the absolute worst year as if the next years are gonna be better or worse you never know what's gonna happen in the future there might be this incredible like world war or something that affects every country so we're kind of setting ourselves up for disaster when we're this is the worst year (laughs) um so I guess I try to be it could have been better for sure and um there could have been a lot of things that we could have done Um, better for our entire society but I guess regardless of circumstances for me it's like what stands true and stable and and you know it's going to be there are the people that you care for obviously for me you know even if some I'm going through like a really hard situation I know you'll be there and for me that's better because at least I have people that will love me even though my situation will be different or my circumstances won't be good so I don't know for me I think no matter how hard it's gonna be if I have people that I can depend on it will be okay God and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that's how I think about it personally yeah no that's definitely a very very good way to think about it because I feel like there is a lot of sense in our society lately of kind of this collective I don't know what it is like I feel like we're very connected sense of doom the world. oh sorry <laughs> yeah yeah like sense of doom because yeah. the world is so connected right digitally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything is on the internet now and it's like it's just crazy because I'm watching this Korean drama right now and it's like set in the old olden days and people mm-hmm. don't know what the king's face looks like because mm-hmm. that's just how it is back then like you just mm-hmm. don't know what the king looks like i mean obviously yeah. if you work with him you will know but the common people don't know what they look what he looks like and i was thinking about that how in this world that would just not be a thing <laughs> yeah. even in north korea's leader we know his face kind of right in terms of maybe <laughs> that's do. him i think that's him or something right you know mm-hmm. but you know like just the information we have these days is it's just so crazy amount a crazy amount of of information of stimulus all around so yeah like you said dolly if like there's a sense of doom sometimes all the time mm. about every little thing because you collectively mm. feel this world hurting so if mm. the farmers go on strike in india the whole world knows it's mm. so terrible how can this be happening oh my gosh like doom 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 and then like obviously with covid everyone's dying doom 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 mm. <laughs> like it's just doom everywhere yeah. But as you said, when you think about the little things and just the relationships and stuff that matter, that's what mm-hmm. gets you through day and day. And mm-hmm. yeah, even my own personal struggles with school and stuff that's been hard. I feel like the reason I get through it is, Dolly said, the people and the people that support me, the people that check in on me and just keep mm-hmm. me going and mm-hmm. encourage me and tell me that I can do it. It just goes a long ways. And sometimes you don't have to reflect so much on all the doom because mm-hmm. I don't think it's our responsibility to like, 
carry the world's doom on our shoulders, you know, (laughs) because that would be impossible. Yeah. So I guess as we're going into, or we are, I mean, by the time we release this, it'll be 2022 (laughs) and it is 2022 as we're recording. Anyway, sorry, I'm still (laughs) living in 2021. What am I doing? But yeah, I hope this energy will kind of carry us forward and hopefully it'll carry you guys forward maybe. And yeah, I hope everyone has at least a good start to their 2022. If not, like later, you know, you can always, every every day is a new day. So, hey, I hope this was every interesting for you guys. Day. It was it was good for us as we reflected. Random musings of 2021. Yes, <laughs> random music musings. But I think we kept it to maybe like three or four things. I don't know. It was pretty on topic, kind of. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what the topic is. Reflections. Reflections. Anyways. Okay, well... We will catch you you in the next one.